One of the pleasures of Friday afternoon is uh, around the 4.30 mark. We are joined by Conrad Black, uh, author and raconteur par excellence, and a great observer of things political. Good afternoon, Conrad. Good afternoon, Peter. Good to talk to you. Look, I don't know if you were listening earlier, but I did a bit of a rant at the beginning of the show, and I basically kissed Maxime Bernier goodbye. I don't believe he's forming any new party, and I think he's probably just picked up his marbles and, and is about to head back to Bose. What do you think? It reminds me of um, uh, uh, Paul Hellyer's Action Canada movement. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's going back a long time, but he uh, before he discovered flying saucers, Conrad. Yeah, it was before he discovered the Conservative Party too, having been a Liberal cabinet minister. But uh, I'm not. I don't mean to put Paul down. I, I just mean that I, I, I think I think uh, Maxime has gone up a cul-de-sac. Now I have to say this: I, I think he has a grievance. But I don't think this is the right answer to the grievance. I think uh, Andrew Scheer should not have dumped him from the shadow cabinet uh, over the issue of, uh, you know, the whole market supply business with dairy products and so on, which was highlighted somewhat when the president of the U.S. mentioned the 270 percent tariff the Canadians had in that area. And, and, you know, that was an area that Maxime Bernier had campaigned on when he was running for the leadership. Of the Do you know what, Conrad? We just had a call 10 minutes ago, and uh, an intelligent-sounding man who said, if Scheer had tasked Bernier to handle the dairy file, particularly in Quebec, things might have gone a lot different. Well, you see, I, I, think, uh, I think Scheer had... I, mean, I like Andrew Scheer. I like them both. I, I, you know, I regret this, but I, I, I think he, sh- he should not have sacked him as shadow minister Maxime's position on the subject was well known. It was part of his campaign, and and, and I I don't think Andrew did the right thing. With that said, I'm afraid Maxime has has basically slit his throat because if he had just hung in there, however painful, he would have been a a, a hot candidate for leadership if Scheer loses the next election. Uh, not a shoe. He would have been a shoe in, I think. Candidate. Well, you, you, I, you, you've got to assume Jason Kenney would be then the premier of Alberta, and yeah. and uh, you, Pierre Poilievre, I think, would be a candidate. I, I don't know, but he'd be a strong candidate, and 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 if they win, he'd be he'd be in a in a very senior position. And and now I'm afraid public life of the country is basically lost him. He's not going to go anywhere trying to run an independent conservative party from the votes. It's not going to fly. Well, what happens now? Is, is Trudeau? But that's it. Is Trudeau celebrating Conrad? Uh, yeah, look, Justin tends to celebrate on occasions that you and I might think he he had kind of read the script wrong. But uh, <laughs> in the sense you mean it, it's he, look, it's got to be a plus point for him. If the opposition is fragmenting at all, even just one MP, it's a good thing for him. But it's it's not it's not a. A split down the middle of the Conservative Party, by any means. It wasn't like the. <clears throat> you probably wouldn't remember this, but your more venerable listeners would remember the terrible um, fissure in that party when Mr. Diefenbaker was pushed out as leader. I mean, that split the party right down the middle. Dalton Camp beat Arthur Maloney for party chairman by something like 960 votes to 920 votes. And that's and that that was the issue. And and uh, and then they called the convention, and the, and the party was divided really in half. But, uh, it, it, even if Maxine gets energetic about this, he, he's not going to take a lot of votes away from from the Conservative Party. Okay, let me draw a line there and move uh, south of the border. Rudy Giuliani's been speaking, and uh, Trump's been interviewing on Fox. As a matter of fact, I think I'll play just a little snippet of Trump right now for you. I don't know how you can impeach somebody who's done a great job. 
I'll tell you what, if I ever got impeached, I think the market would crash. I think everybody would be very poor because without this thinking, uh, you would see you would see numbers that you wouldn't believe in reverse. Okay, so uh, I think you probably heard that before. Now you've heard it again, and we've shared it with our listeners. Giuliani says a move to impeach uh, would cause revolt in America. Um, where do you stand on this? Well, you, you're a think, big student of that. I don't think Rudy meant a revolt in the sense of people storming out into the streets and tanks being deployed and martial law being declared. That's not going to happen. Uh, and he didn't mean that. What he meant was that, that the public wouldn't stand for it, and he's right. <clears throat> I think... I think and I, I'm quite uh, a minority in this, and I put this in an, uh, a column I posted in the American Greatness site yesterday. It, it's in real clear politics today that um, that this is a big win for Trump. I mean, all Mueller has is Cohen, and as Alan Dershowitz has laboriously explained, it is impossible for the, the president to have committed a crime on on uh, I, whether you believe Cohen or disbelieve him. There's no argument, whatever, that Trump did anything illegal, and and I agree that if the Democrats win the House, they'll they'll try to get an impeachment move. Yeah. I doubt if they could get it all the way to the Senate, but it it will die in the Senate. The Republicans, uh, all of the Republican majority of the Senate would vote against, and I think a lot of Democrats would. You have to have a high crime or misdemeanor. No one has ever been removed from office as president in the history of the country, and and many of the predecessors to the incumbent have done things a good deal more controversial than he has. This is absolute nonsense. A year ago, <clears throat> all Trump's enemies were saying he's going down and be basically found guilty of treason. It'll be a horrible scandal, and he'll leave in disgrace. Now we have Michael Cohen, who, who is a, a publicly confessed liar on many counts, uh, confecting a scheme uh, which, even if true, is not illegal, and, and the the Democratic echo chamber and the American national media are going crazy claiming that, that he's on the slippery slope to being removed from office. I've never heard such idiocy in my life from that political theater, and I've been following it since Eisenhower said. Well, I don't think uh, it's a slippery slope uh, in the sense that you uh, you mentioned it either, but I, I do think, as you've also said, that uh, if the Democrats take over the House, which could happen because we're talking about, what, 30, 35 uh, seat difference, so if, if 17 move the other way, you're starting to go in uh, in a Democratic direction. If that happens uh, and, uh, and they move to impeach, even though you're right, they can't take it all the way, there are people, and I've read this in a lot of publications, that that are reasonably believable, have the rucksacks ready and the, the weapons loaded, and it worries me. Look, there are a lot of kooks in the United States. There are. I remember when I used to, I'd, uh, for many years, owned a home in Florida, and i take my, when my uh, sons and daughter were, were little. I visited I, you I, there once. Yeah, yeah well, you, you know, they're, they're adults now, but, yeah. uh, but the, when they were little, uh, I, I would take them out to these paintball parks in the interior of Florida, and the people that showed up, and yeah, I mean, growing men and their wives in battle fatigues, saying we're only here because we we can't take our children to the to the shooting range and the you know the live fire range, mm -hmm. and and uh, and the, these guys. I mean, I didn't go out firing paintball. I didn't want to get hit with a you know paintball going the speed of a baseball, but <laughs> uh, but the the. the um, 
you know, these guys would explain to me their sort of general ethos. They, they, every home was an arsenal, and they were ready to repel the inland revenue. And, and uh, But they are, Conrad. You know, I go to Florida, and, and, and half and, of the people, everybody there has a gun. I agree with that, but it's not going to get to that. The, the, the civilized American political system, the civilized part of it, will stop this foolishness. There's absolutely no grounds to impeach the president. If the Democrats vote impeachment in the House, they're committing suicide in the election two years later. Well, As the Republicans uh, practically did with Clinton, and, and they did have an argument with Clinton. He, he probably committed perjury, uh, and, and, uh, and it was a nonsensical thing to send to the Senate. But uh, there, the Republicans controlled both houses, and, uh, and it was still a disaster for them. I mean, if, if they try this with Trump, it, it is going to be, he's going to massacre them. Well, as usual, Conrad, you brought some sense to the nonsensical, and I want to tell you, this is my last day filling in for the summer. Uh, talking to you has been a joy. It always is, and it was when we worked together, and let's do it more often, even, even if it's over a drink or something. We're going to do that. Thank okay. you very much, Conrad Thank Black. Thank you, Peter. All right, Peter Sherman, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.